0: It may be the offseason, but it was a busy week in Bloomington, or weekend, I should say. Chase Jackson Davis entering the NBA draft while maintaining his college eligibility, as well as the women's basketball team absolutely crushing it in the transfer portal. Uh, Huge names that they were able to land. A lot of familiar names. We're going to talk about all of it in today's episode. You are locked on Hoosiers. Your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, April 11th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. News, analysis, previews, recaps. We have you guys covered. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers not just part of your day every single day, but your first listen each and every day. Uh, just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, um, including YouTube, where our episodes go up live there at 7 a.m. every day. You guys can stop on by, give it a listen, and uh, join the conversation. Our, our YouTube channel is, is exploding right now. Lots of people talking IU Athletics, so be sure to um, stop on in and join that conversation. There's a lot to talk about uh, for today. Trace Jackson-Davis is going into the NBA draft, as he should uh, with the way he did it, not hiring an agent, maintaining his eligibility. We'll dive into that decision, what it means for the Hoosiers, as well as the women's basketball team announced three Uh, Transfers. Two of them we knew about. One of them they dropped as a surprise on us, and they are all three going to be impact players next season. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us at uh, Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Let's talk about Trace Jackson Davis. He announced over the weekend on social media in a really small photo on Twitter that he was entering – The NBA draft, but he was maintaining his college eligibility, which I don't think really surprised anyone. There used to be a time when entering the draft meant something a lot different, uh, but the way the draft has kind of expanded and the way it works now, Trace should be going this route. And I I think everybody was uh, expecting it. And I wouldn't be surprised. I assume Mike Woodson was encouraging him to do this. Um, He's entered the NBA draft without an agent, which means he maintains his college eligibility. Uh, What this will do, it'll allow him to take part in workouts. It'll allow him to get feedback from NBA scouts uh, on where he could go in the draft, on what he needs to work on, his strengths, his weaknesses. And really, there may not be a better person for him to have right now um, presumably helping him through this than Mike Woodson because we know Mike Woodson has a lot of NBA connections. We talked last week about Doc Rivers congratulating him on the season. So clearly he's somebody that's fresh on people's minds uh, at least some in some places in the NBA. Uh, so he's going to be able to get um, trace in touch with people with those connections and, He really doesn't even need an agent for what he's doing right now. Um, Even if he leaves or even if his intention is to leave, there's no reason to hire an agent right now because I assume Mike Woodson's going to be able to do everything he needs. So um, this isn't a shock, but now it's going to have IU in some bit of a limbo. for for quite a while, to be honest. He has until June 1st to withdraw. Uh, I do not know. He's going to take his time, certainly. Uh, I don't know if he's going to take all the way up to June 1st, but if he is, we're looking at five, six weeks of some deliberating. You typically get an idea pretty soon um, about what NBA teams think of you. Um, It's not really some secret. Uh, but this will allow him to kind of get full feedback potentially. I mean, this is a lot of time for a lot of NBA teams to begin scouting players and getting them into the gym. And for a lot of teams, it's they, they use this to just get a huge wealth of knowledge because this is one of the few times you can have these guys in your gym working out. If, if say trace explodes into some big NBA star, you're able to look back to the time he was in your gym working out the interactions you had with him and kind of setting a foundation there. You're able to look back on that and um, kind of rely on that to uh, analyze like moving forward, whether you'd be interested in him, things like that. So um, this is a time where NBA teams, a lot of teams just cast a wide net and bringing in lots of guys. So he's going to be taking part in workouts. We'll be sure to keep you updated on that, but, it leaves the Hoosiers in a spot where um, they kind of have to plan for life without him right now and see how things go. There's a reason that they've been recruiting Malik Renaud, uh, though that decision probably isn't coming. It probably isn't imminent, at least I would say. Um, Race Thompson also decision up in the air. So a lot of things up in the air, and it all seems to be around the SIU front court right now. So uh suboptimal i would say michael Durr transferring uh the hoosiers don't have a they have logan duncombe who we're going to talk about today um they have him on the roster but that's about the only center that they have on the roster right now so um indiana's going to be in a bit of a limbo right now the more decisions that they can get the better uh race thompson's i'd assume would come first then malik renault then trace jackson davis so I would assume by the end of May, uh, beginning of June, we're going to have an idea of what this roster is going to look like. Until then, there's going to be some limbo, but uh, more than anything, excited for Trace to get this experience. Um, We won't do any kind of big farewells. If this is the end, uh, we will talk about it when he kind of formally keeps his name in the draft. But if I were a betting man right now, based on the mock drafts that don't have him in it, I'd be a little surprised if he stayed in the NBA draft. Uh, I do think he would land somewhere as an undrafted free agent, maybe a two-way guy, but um, he still has some work to do, but we can potentially talk about that. We're going to have a lot of time to talk about that. We can potentially do that here in the future. A couple other NBA-related items. Victor Oladipo is back in in a big way. We haven't talked a ton about him. He finally got back onto the court for the Miami Heat. Uh, It was a very slow process. They've slowly brought him along, but. The more he's played, the more he's looked about like himself. And on Sunday, uh, it was a final day of the regular season for the NBA. A lot of teams were sitting a lot of their regular starters, which allowed Victor Oladipo to go absolutely bonkers: forty points, thirteen to twenty-two shooting, five of 11, 3 three-point shooting, nine of eleven at the free throw line, had ten rebounds and seven assists, nearly a forty-point triple-double. There are few things I love more than watching Victor Oladipo play basketball and playing at a high level of basketball. The Heat are going to be one of the favorite teams in the East. That's going to be the team I'm rooting for just because of Victor. So you guys can be sure to tune in to playoff games for the Heat to watch them, as well as the Boston Celtics, who signed Juwan Morgan to a uh, two-year deal, I believe is what it ended up being. That was announced on Saturday. Um, Great, great for him. I don't know the specifics of the deal. If I had to guess, it would be a deal that covered the end of this season, which was a matter of a couple days, and um, is either a team option or non-guaranteed for next season to allow them flexibility. But um, it's better than uh, any kind of deal. It is a non-guaranteed salary for next season. But it's the first kind of deal like this that Juwan Morgan has signed. So um, some hard work paying off for some former Hoosiers. We're going to modify the format a little bit and spend the second segment talking about the IU women's basketball team and the huge moves that they made over the weekend. Uh, We'll talk more about the three impact signings that they made, what role that they could have on the team next season. Not before we talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Built Bar. You guys hear me talk about them all the time and how delicious they are. And if you haven't tried them already, be sure to head on over and try out the new Puffs. Um, you're missing out if you haven't had them. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, just like the Built Bars themselves. They have some delicious flavors. they uh, Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're going to be your guys' new favorite. Don't tell you or don't say I didn't warn you. Um, Just like built bars, they are high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Built bar makes things taste delicious. Then they figure out how to make them healthy. I don't know how they do it, but the puffs are the latest example of them getting it right. So make sure you go over to built.com, use promo code locked15. Get 15% off your order. It's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Uh, As I said, we're going to reformat a little bit. Typically, we'd be talking, uh, excuse me, these individual season recaps, um, and we're going to continue them, but today it's going to be Anthony Leal and Logan Duncombe. We didn't need two segments to talk about them, and we needed two segments to talk about everything that went on in Bloomington this uh, weekend. The women's basketball team absolutely crushed it in the transfer portal. Um, They announced three signings on Sunday. Alyssa Geary, Sydney Parrish, and Sarah Scalia. Let's go through each of these. We knew Alyssa Geary. The transfer from Providence averaged 9.6 points, 4.2 rebounds, a couple assists, and a block shot a game um she had announced her decision uh i believe it was during the tournament it was earlier in the uh earlier than the other two we knew this she's a grad transfer she will have one year of eligibility that one wasn't a surprise on saturday saturday morning sydney parish announced that she was coming to bloomington we'd kind of hinted at it the sign seemed to point that she was coming to iu Uh, She posted on her Twitter that she was, that it was, I believe her words were, it's time to come home. Um, She posted a video to her TikTok. Uh, We re-shared it on Twitter if you guys missed it, but uh, it was a lot of childhood pictures of her in Indiana gear at Assembly Hall. Um, It wasn't a surprise that she chose Indiana. Former top 10 recruit in the nation, former Miss Basketball. We've talked a lot about her. Uh, she goes a long way in helping the Hoosiers both on the guard spot and their three-point shooting, two big weaknesses they had on this roster. That was enormous in its own right. Then Sarah Scalia, for those that do not know, was Minnesota's leading scorer last season, entered the transfer portal. I had seen that she entered the portal, didn't give it a ton of thought. And then as the football team and the coaching staff tend to do, where they tweet out a gif when they land a recruit. Uh, The women's basketball coaching staff was doing that on Sunday, but no news was coming out about anybody that they had landed. And then, boom, the uh, news release that IU tweets out hits, and Sarah Scalia is going to be a Hoosier. Last season, she was all Big Ten second team, and she is coming to Bloomington. She averaged 17.9 points per game, She shot 39.6% from the field, but 41.3% from the three-point line and a program record 91.5% from the free throw line. Uh, She is as knocked down a scorer as knockdown scores come. Uh, She, last season, filled it up from beyond the three-point line. Uh, She made, uh, I believe it was 111 three-pointers in total um she was 111 of 269 for reference uh caitlin clark only made 91 only so if you thought cindy Parrish addressed the guard and the shooting problems the hoosiers took a huge step even past that by getting scalia who further addresses the guard and shooting holes i shouldn't say problems just the holes they had and if you look at this these three um in terms of their positions directly replaced Geary kind of step is going to step into the hole that goway left just in terms of minutes, the position, not necessarily the, the role or anything like that. But then Nicole Cardano, Hillary, Ali Patberg, we talked last week about all three of these girls um, about what they were going to um, the holes that they were going to leave. Patberg and Cardano Hillary are now going to be, replaced, again, strictly in terms of minutes by um, Sydney Parrish and Scalia. And it's going to be a different dynamic than the Hoosiers had, uh, but it's going to, I think, be a more, um, maybe dynamic is the right word, uh, attack that they're going to have because they're going to have scoring from the outside now with Parrish and Scalia. Grace Berger can do a bit of everything. Scalia can play point guard, which Cardano, Hillary, and Pat Berg did a lot of last season. Uh, You obviously have McKenzie Holmes underneath that's going to draw a lot of attention. This very quickly is shaping up into a very, very interesting and really good IU basketball team. And one that's going to have some depth because now you're talking all three of these girls are going to play. You have Holmes and Berger that we just mentioned. You have Keandra Brown. You have Chloe Moore McNeil. Um, You're right back to eight, nine players. You're at eight players and not even counting this recruiting class coming in. So um, this is immediately going to be probably a deeper team than it was last year and one that we said offers a little bit more variety maybe is the right way of putting it offensively by having players that can knock down three-pointers, which – Frankly, the Hoosiers just didn't have a lot of last season. Uh, Pat Berg and Cardano-Hillary did it a little bit in spurts, but they weren't the knockdown shooters that Parrish and Scalia are going to be, and they're not going to draw the attention of the defense like Parrish and Scalia will. So really exciting times for Indiana women's basketball. Uh, They have one more scholarship spot open moving forward. No clue on how they're going to use that. They may not use that. Uh, They may target somebody in the transfer portal again, another recruit. Not entirely sure, but that does exist. They do have one more scholarship spot open. Um, we will see what happens. But right now, Terry Morin and her staff are absolutely killing it uh, when it comes to not rebuilding, they're reloading. And I know that's a cliche phrase, but just those three players alone with the top 25 recruiting class, they are... What a, what a huge, huge weekend for them and really exciting for them. Now, let's dive into an abbreviated version of our season recaps as we're going to talk about Anthony Leal and Logan Duncombe, two guys who did not get a ton of playing time last season, but we'll see if that could change uh, moving forward. First, betonline.net is your source, your number one source even, for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, Uh, League reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. So obviously, there's not a ton, if we're being frank, to recap with Anthony Leal and Logan Duncombe's season. Um, Duncan just simply did not play a role in this team. If he played, it was in a blowout late. Um, he only saw time in nine games, only played 20 minutes, and all of them, like we said, were um, in some type of blowout late in the game, empty in the benches, those types of situations. He only saw th- uh, three minutes of time on the court during the St. Mary's blowout. Um, So just someone that really didn't find a lot of time on the court. Anthony Leal, meanwhile, he did see some time, and he had a brief cameo in the rotation when Trey Galloway was hurt. Didn't play a ton early in the year. Um, Did play 12 minutes against Jackson State, but then was out of the rotation until... Uh, Trey Galloway gets hurt. IU was kind of in a funk and you think back to that Nebraska game and in a lot of ways, and we talked about it at the time, he was a spark for this team in that game to get them a big 10 victory. And um, Jared kind of put it really good in last week's on Friday's episode. uh, When you look back on this season, every big 10 win mattered. Every win mattered because uh, that's how close IU was to not making the tournament. So He comes in in that Nebraska game, gives them a spark, um, helps them come away with a victory. He was never somebody that put up kind of gaudy stats really at all. But he was someone that um, just kind of this connector type of player that kept the ball moving, made the right plays, those types of situations. And he stayed in the rotation for a little bit. Uh, After that game, played Wisconsin, played Merrimack, played Notre Dame, played Northern Kentucky, but uh, wasn't really quite the same type of impact. Uh, It kind of dwindled a little bit uh, just because I think of how limited a player uh, he is, if we're being kind of frank. He only shot five three-pointers in 173 minutes on the season, but the bulk of his minutes came In that stretch right there from uh, the beginning of December, really just in the month of December, he played 15.2 minutes over five games. So you're looking at uh, about 76 of his 173 minutes came in those games right there. Um, And then the other big chunk of them, he didn't play uh, really for the entirety of January. It was again a lot like Duncan only in blowouts. And then he played 34 minutes. In the game against Northwestern, one of the only players available on that night, he had to start and um, one of five from the field, one of four from the three-point line. It's hard to really judge anybody too critically from that game, but you kind of saw some of his limitations when he was given a bigger role. Uh, And then after that, uh, just didn't really find his way into the rotation again. uh, Played 10 minutes at Ohio State. Uh, 24 minutes against Maryland um, but really wasn't that Nebraska game is always just going to kind of stick out as the game that uh, he made the impact uh, both of those showings were mainly because uh, IU did not have Trey Galloway he was hurt during that stretch he kind of filled in for him but Obviously, he wasn't really able to make a big impact. He's a fan favorite, and somebody that has the skill set that you can kind of see would make an impact. Uh, So if you're kind of projecting forward with these two, um, because there really isn't a ton to build on, at least that we can see from this season, there's obviously kind of player development behind the scenes. To me, Duncan just seems more like a project type of player, uh, a 6'9 center, who just... Couldn't get on the court really for anything. Uh, obviously, Durr was in front of him, Trace, Race, Geronimo. like It wasn't easy necessarily for him to get on the court, maybe as much as it was Lille, Uh, but he just never really factored into the rotation. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. We've seen these project-type big men in the past. Tom Crean loved them, uh, but sometimes they pan out a lot of times they don't i don't know if that's Dunham's fate i hope not i'd love for him to be a productive player moving forward but we just didn't see enough of him leo there's more avenue for time just because he he has the body that you could get minutes as a six five guard um if he can knock down three pointers if he can develop a three-point shot like that's going to be a thing I say about so many players when we kind of project forward um, because IU was just so bad at it last season. We'll say it about Trey Galloway. We'll say it about Tamar Bates. We'll say it about um Anthony Leal on this one. If these guys, if somebody can just develop a reliable three point shot, um, then Indiana, there's going to be minutes for him just because Indiana doesn't have shooting. And there aren't a lot of avenues for them to add it right now. So uh, if Leo can develop a shot, just also on top of, as we said, he's kind of this connector that makes the right play as is. If he can add knocking down a three-pointer when he's open on those scenarios, there's going to be minutes for him. But I think that's the quickest way for him to get playing time. Uh, Outside of that, I think he's probably just going to be limited to what he did this past season, as kind of your emergency guard option when injuries or half the team is suspended, <laughs> hits. Um, he was perfectly fine in that role, and like we said, he played a he played a role as a spark plug in a Big Ten win, and you can't overstate how important that was. So, he has a certain type of value. The fans obviously love him as a hometown kid, uh, but outside of that, unless he's able to develop more of a um, reliable offensive game. That's really the role he's going to have moving forward. So there are minutes to be had for both these guys. I mean, we we didn't talk a ton about Duncan, but we just mentioned all the bigs that aren't available for IU right now and how much uncertainty is uh, there. So potentially there's minutes to be had by him uh, next season in that front court, depending on how things shake out. So it'll be interesting to see if either of these guys are able to carve out a role next season Uh, with the program. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I believe we're going to talk about Chloe Moore McNeil and her, I don't think anybody on the women's side made a bigger jump in uh, development this season. And she's going to be relied upon even more next season. So we'll talk about uh, her in tomorrow's episode. Now make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft Uh, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love you guys show us. As I said, YouTube is popping off right now, and you guys need to go get uh, subscribe. be a part of that conversation over there. Appreciate all the love. We're going to continue these uh, recaps, season recaps throughout the week, uh, probably into the beginning of next week. So be sure to stay tuning in. We're just going through the roster and uh, finishing up with some of the bigger names at the end. So be sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss any of that. Follow us on Twitter. Leave a rating and review over wherever you're listening to your podcasts at. If you're able to, helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Monday in Elio.